Welcome to the 5G and Pacific Northwest National Laboratory Shaping Technologies of National Importance podcast series part three on emergency response hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. The U.S. Department of Energy's Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, or PNNL, conducts research focused on a variety of emergency response initiatives. Powered by 5G, the lab has been testing and implementing new technologies that can be used in natural disasters, mass casualty events, and other crises. And VitalTag technology, one of the latest innovations, will be helping to set first responders up for success. And for part three of our four-part podcast series, Grant T.G., who's a senior program manager at PNNL, and Kathy Lester, who does business development for 5G innovation at Verizon, will delve into how 5G can help to shape federal, state, and local emergency response and preparedness in the future. And Grant and Kathy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, great. Well, let's kick it off with Grant. So Grant, if you don't mind, tell us about the emergency response initiatives that PNNL is working on these days. Well, I'm always excited to talk about what we're up to here. PNNL, you know, is a federally funded research and development center. And one of our major areas of research is building technology solutions for first responders. It spans everywhere in our science and engineering that we work on. So we're looking at, you know, how do we process information better? How do we display that information, what we call visual analytics? How can we improve situational awareness for the first responder? You know, the world's changing rapidly when it comes to the capabilities that technology is bringing to us. And our job is to help responders take advantage of that. All right, excellent. So let's dive into really the meat of the discussion here. So how can 5G help improve emergency preparedness and emergency response overall? And perhaps we'll start with Kathy on this one. Oh, and thank you. I appreciate that, Matt. So the emergency response is just such a critical element of our national fabric, especially the impact that it has on healthcare across the board. Like many functions that we're seeing out here, this is a space that's really continuing to grow and evolve, and emergency response is maturing. And we're seeing some really interesting things that are happening that can capture the imagination of 5G and those advanced over-the-top type of technologies. A few of those things that we should probably be having an eye towards when we reimagine what emergency response is includes things like cross-agency dependency and collaboration. As we strive towards that true interoperability between all first responders that are in an organization, the ability to leverage a time-sensitive, time-competitive situation, we have to have no data silos. We have to be able to share information on the fly with anyone that comes into contact with the situation organically or functionally. We have a dire need to be able to break down data silos and increase that collaboration. And we have to find a way to do real-time analysis because in a crisis and regardless of that crisis, it's super important that we are getting real-time decisions that have real-time outcomes on both safety of the responders, safety of the patients and the people that are involved in the disaster. And then lastly, I would say, when we start thinking about some of these things, we've got to think about reach. Reach not only in and out of particular areas or in environments. Wildfire is a great example, right? A lot of the wildfires are really in remote areas. But also in terms of aggregating our response community. One of the neatest things that we're seeing is a shift to really obfuscate that geography. So instead of bringing the person that's physically closest, we bring the right person. So regardless of where they happen to sit in the world. So really what we're seeing is 
finding that reach, that expanse, that collaboration, that interoperability is really going to be a game changer in how we actually really co-collaborate across emergency response. That's great. Thanks, Kathy. Grant would love your take on how 5G will help to improve emergency preparedness and response. I think Kathy really hit the nail on the head with the word reimagine. You know, as a former responder, most of my experience was we couldn't connect. We were happy if the radio worked. And now we're in this transformative era where everything's now connected. And it's really our biggest challenge is helping first responders expand their art of the possible in their mind. Certainly people on the science and technology side are really understanding what the possibilities are. What we need to work on with responders is explaining that those possibilities to them about where they can go with this. And then when we do that, then the great ideas come forth from first responders. They know where the problems are, but they just may not be aware of where technology has gone with respect to 5G and many other areas, such as artificial intelligence, deep learning, where we're going with our ability to sample things for biological risks. It runs the gamut. And it's, it's an exciting time, though. And, and I think Kathy and I both spend a lot of times in our respective jobs helping the responders get up to speed on you know, the exciting breakthroughs that are happening every day. Yeah. And one of the really neat programs that both PNNL and Verizon are co-collaborating around is reimagining what incident command and next generation command and control centers might feel like. So how do we achieve those goals of true interoperability and that massive IoT and human machine teaming in a really unique way that allows us to pull it up not only to pull up command and control quickly, but to have a ubiquitous data sharing platform so everybody's seeing the same information and that ground truth that usually you can only get from someone on scene becomes more pervasive through the entire incident command chain. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. You know, if you look at like a typical operations center that pretty much every jurisdiction operates where they try to command, control, and coordinate a big incident, we've kind of plateaued on the capability of those brick and mortar, you know, constructs for doing that. Really, you know, 5G is going to give us that ability to say, let's all coordinate and collaborate virtually. Let's use 5G to get us the ability to understand what's going on, no matter where we are, and really instantly bring a team together from across the United States or even the world to address this incident that's going on, instead of just limiting ourselves to the number of chairs we have available in the operations center room, if you will. And can you imagine how incredible it's going to be when we can all see a situation in a virtual construct, but like we're there. So being able to see that augmented or virtual experience so that we all have a landscape viewpoint of things, it's going to be magical. We're in a really interesting renaissance period for collaborations, especially in this responder space. I think it'll change how we fundamentally do our jobs as responders, because really the way we've set it up so far is based on that old model that was basically from, you know, paper-based system, and it works, and it works well, but with these new tools coming on board, I think we're going to have a chance to really change how we approach these critical incidents in a fundamentally different and better way. 
That's excellent. Appreciate your discussions right there. And it's a great segue into my next question. Let's talk about technology. So what is Vital Tag technology? And would love to hear more about that and how that all fits into this. And perhaps we'll start with Grant on that. Thank you. So Vital Tag started with conversations with first responders, just like Verizon, PNNL is constantly engaging with first responders across the country. And paramedics told us they needed a better way to maintain situational awareness about the patients under their care at an incident scene, especially a mass casualty incident, where it's very easy for them to get overwhelmed. And they charged us with, they want a device that is wearable, meaning it can be placed on the patient, simple to operate, low cost, and disposable. But they want that device to be able to read all the vital signs on a patient, their pulse rate, respirations, electrocardiogram, the amount of oxygen in their blood, their blood pressure. And they want to be able to see it on their smart device. So now we develop VitalTech that just does that. It does all of that. And paramedics could look at their smart device, see a list of every patient on scene, all their vital signs. And then the AI in the background virtually taps the medic on the shoulder when those vital signs change for the worse. That's a fundamentally different way we approach mass casualty incidents than we do today, where they just don't have that technology and they're really relying upon being able to move from patient to patient quickly. And again, in that overwhelming situation, that doesn't work you know, as well as we would like. Although they do a fantastic job now, we're going to build on that and try to give them a better tool. That's excellent. Kathy would love your take on vital tag technology. Yeah, monitor everyone is a game changer, just fundamentally. Just talking and building on the mass casualty, the ability to do that human-machine teaming that allows me to re-triage with machine assistance. So usually you're one patient, next patient, next patient, and rarely do we have the opportunity to go back. What this is doing is providing a safety net, not only for the patients, but for the paramedics to really keep focused on how things are moving. Plus, it gives us locations, so we know where the patients actually physically can be found. That's actually a tricky thing, especially since people can be moving about. It's easy to lose track a physical location. And so it's a magnificent technology that's just incredible. And given that work that PNNL's done on providing a lower cost disposable type of thing, it makes it wildly accessible. I would also suggest that I think there's a, a couple different places that it will also be adjacent, right? So when we start looking at not only in emergency response, but think about that for chronic care management, right? Having that ability to see something real time or discharge after you've been triaged through a a center. I just want to keep eyes on you for a little while longer as a responder to make sure that we're tracking correctly. The potential impact and places that this could be used is limitless. I also want to add that this changes the whole paradigm because now we want it so low price that it's in the pocket of ushers at a stadium or coaches or teachers Anyone who may be in a situation where they want to, where something could happen, just like we have monitored defibrillators, you know, in public areas for the public to help someone in emergency, we want to price vital tags so low that it's in everybody's pocket and the bystander applies them. So now first responders are receiving all that data from the time of dispatch. And let's combine that with what we know will be live streaming video from bystanders as well. You know, in a 15 minute response to that incident, that paramedic is going to have a fundamentally different picture of the incident scene as opposed to you drive up and based on dispatch information, you kind of have a picture in your mind 
And the minute you get there, <laughs> things aren't really what you thought they were. Now we're able to, get, to really start collecting that data almost from within seconds after time of injury. That also opens up an interesting area of research. We really don't capture those vital signs very well, really until the patient hits the emergency department. Well, now we're going to be, and that could be, say, 45 minutes, an hour, depending on the incident and where they're located. Now we're going to have that data on trauma or on illness right from the start. That, that may give us some interesting insights into how to provide care. And imagine that care setting is going to be changing, right? We're already seeing care setting changes happening where, you know, the hospital may not be the primary, it will always be a critical element of the ecosystem, but we're seeing care being delivered in a lot of different places. So can you imagine that insight where we can see, wow, all right, we transported, based on the vitals that we saw, we transported over to the next level of care, but then we're discharged four hours later. Maybe we can learn some things about how to better match patient to care setting. And so not only is it, is it a life-saving technology and it can help in field triage, but the insights will be invaluable to how we decide where, where the best setting for care delivery could happen in the future. Well, to your point, Kathy, you know, maybe your husband is discharged home from a day surgery and a vital tag's put on him and you're monitoring it as well as the care facility. And then if something happens, maybe that's not a 911 call anymore because your caregiver and you are able to keep an eye on things and detect things early before they become a 911 call, fundamentally changing how we do business. I think that's absolutely fabulous. Can you imagine the peace of mind too? Peace of mind for patient, peace of mind for caregiver, peace of mind just to have that insight about what your person is doing. This is just, it's a magical technology. This is really, and again, with with the right price point, the right deployment, you know, the right ability to leverage this on a anywhere cellular type of ecosystem. This is just amazing. It's an amazing accomplishment. All right, good deal. Let's shift real quick, if you don't mind, for our last question. And let's talk about how 5G can be used with respect to emergency response. So we'd love to hear more about that. And perhaps we'll start with Kathy. So investments in the networks, such as the C-band or mid-band spectrum, are really key to the acceleration expansion of, of 5G coming in the years and in the years to come. And the one important thing to note is 5G not only can unlock latency and bandwidth dependent applications, like some of the things that we're talking about with augmented reality or near real-time human-machine teaming, but it can also provide next-generation services operating above the network. So that would include things like that next-generation command and control center for virtual collaboration and and uh, seen in situational awareness. What could we do in the back of the ambulance that might change the paradigm of the patient experience, but also when they arrive at the hospital? Closing that gap between what happens in pre-hospital care and what happens at the hospital, and removing some of that duplicity of tests that may be done in the ambulance as well as in the ED, or bypassing the ED altogether and going directly to that next level of care, because you have those capabilities in the back of the ambulance, are some of the things that 5G and these advanced technologies are really going to unlock in the area. It's going to create a revolution in seeing the scope of practice and the collaboration between hospital and pre-hospital care. It's a bit of a handoff rather than a collaboration today. Excellent. Awesome. Great insights there. Grant would love your take. You know, we live in a connected world, and it's going to get more connected as time goes by very quickly. 
this is a great example of let's agree in the response community to maybe abandon our notions about what our limitations are. It can be tough at times now, but you know, I encourage people to look to the future and probably the near future in a lot of cases where connectivity is assured and it's reliable. If we assume that, then how does that change everything? Well, it changes how we do our job. It allows us to maybe have more people on the team, as, as Kathy talked about, you know, helping you out virtually. And I think if we structure it right, first responders will see that as an advantage and not as an annoyance. That now you've got an extra set of eyes and, you know, extra brains, you know, thinking the problem with you. And the collaboration is so seamless that it's as if they were there. Also, what other tools can come to mind? So I think we're in, a, again, a very, very exciting time. And I encourage everyone to, you know, keep their imaginations going. That's what we need is the responders to tell us where the gaps are, but also their ideas. They're incredibly creative people and by necessity, right, in the line of work. We need them to just think outside that box and that we're living in a connected world and what does that mean to them. Verizon and PNL have been working together in this emergency response for a while, and we refer to this program as Limitless because of all the things that Grant just mentioned. The fact that our first responder community are such creative in the field problem solvers by necessity. We really feel that by putting all the resources and all the inputs and all the technology together, we can challenge how we do things today and the outcomes can be limitless in terms of the capabilities we're providing to the field, the patient outcomes that can be realized through technology and integration and collaboration that's really gonna make just huge, huge monumental strides in across the whole emergency response, in crisis, in transport, in disaster situations, and just across the board. So it's, we encourage people to, to think limit, that there are no limits. This is a limitless type of engagement that we can find synergies with tech and medicine and responders and, and across the, the ecosystem. This concludes this episode of the 5G and Pacific Northwest National Laboratory Shaping Technologies of National Importance podcast series on emergency response hosted on Government Technology Insider, where Grant TG, who's a senior program manager at PNNL, and Kathy Lester, who does business development for 5G innovation at Verizon, both delved into how 5G can help to shape federal, state, and local emergency response and preparedness into the future. And Grant and Kathy, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you.